0: liminal light a show that explores earth and sky and the spirits that reside there through art literature magic culture and creative action i'm your host chris enjoy I am Chris Rappucci,
1: and I'm Elodie saint anjoubu
0: And we are back to talk about the upcoming cycle of the moon from the first to the last lunar mansion, um, which we call the 28 shapes um, in accord with the language from the um, List of 28 shapes from the Greek magical papyri from the prayer to Mene. And this time, you know, and this goes in that list from ox to key. And this time around, it's going to span from um, June 3rd, 2021 to June 30th, 2021. And so, what we've been doing, if you haven't heard the past couple episodes, is looking ahead to seeing what the lunations are going to be and what other their prominent um, aspects occur and delineating kind of cross tradition of lunar zodiacs to see uh, what kind of shapes and archetypes and stories emerge. Um, And just kind of a reminder, you know, we talk about the lunar zodiac, and we mean that as far as these traditions of, of the lunar mansions and, and the the lunar shapes and the nakshatras and all of this information and what comes from the grimoire tradition um and how that might be a separate but interrelated zodiac with the solar tropical zodiac of the 12 signs that everybody knows um and so when we're talking about these shapes and and archetypes etc where they end up showing up is not always in um the circumstances and and life events as much uh, as we see with the objective uh, solar tropical, um, kind of like, you know, what happens in Libra and what happens with the seven traditional planets and the three outer planets might be um, described kind of the themes and, and what happens in your life and what takes place and the shapes are around you and your story. Whereas what emerges and is prominent in the lunar zodiac is a different kind of thematics, which is deeper in um, more um, subjective meaning and dreams and imagination and might come out in creativity. Um, So, you know, the occurrences there might be more related to what you find in your sketchbook or your notebook or what you're dreaming about, you know, what filters in, you know, like you could have circumstances in your life going on where you're having a lot of car trouble for a month, but that's not necessarily what you're writing poems about. And so this we're going to have an eclipse on june 10th um an eclipse in in tropical gemini which is going to fall in the shape of dog um and so the in 2002 there is an eclipse in the same mansion on june 10th of 2002 so we can kind of look back then too and um see what was transpiring what might be, might have been happening in your magical life with spirit engagement, phenomenological occurrences, uh, imagination, art, dreams, etc. And And um, so if you have old sketchbooks or notebooks, it might be worth going back and looking at them and seeing if there's significant parallels, or you might just remember, um, and then form some kind of like anecdotal uh, connection. But um, yeah, with like, you know, looking at the sun and the moon, there's a bit of a sole lunar seasonal component, um, like a perennial cycle. Uh, so we'll see things, they'll always be um, eclipses or lunations at this time of year in this part of the zodiac, whether it's lunar or solar, as just the, because of the cycle of the sun and how the moon um, rings around it, weaves with it. But, um, but then other than that, a uh, perennial or seasonal cycle. There's also, you know, certain things we can look back to, like June 10th, 2002, because in that case we're looking at the nodal cycle itself.
1: So that was um, that eclipse was um, in dog place mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. And just to specify, to uh, dog places between 17 degrees of Gemini and zero Cancer. Um, just yeah just for reference so if you have placement there might be a little bit more significant um, did you want to talk a little bit about that place or what we found outside of the eclipse like just what dog um, relates with
0: yeah totally um, well in the Picatrix if we're, we'll just kind of jump um, into the the Arabic medieval conception of the mansions, it's called Aldira, the forearm. Um, and there's some interesting cross correspondence there, um, you know, because this is Gemini. So there's, uh, it's mercurial and, and the Picatrix talks about increasing merchandise, it's a good time to increase merchandise and things like that. Um, the talisman talks about um, writing your name, writing the name of, of the corresponding angel of that mention upon your breast, um, which is really interesting because of the stars contained within it, which we'll get back to and talk more about. But there's capella, which was the um, the horn from the uh, the goat nurse that that um, nursed baby Zeus in the cave when he was hiding out from Kronos, uh, the goat Almathea. Um, And then Zeus later wears that her face on his aegis like on his sash uh in the war against the titans which is really interesting also because um athena also does this but with the gorgon's face so this kind of like apotropaic um kind of quality but the um but then the, the picatrix sort of says like you should have the name of of this being upon your breast. And so there's maybe some parallel there with the stories of the, of stars and parts of the sky that might be collected there. Um, but the, and the Pigatrix also talks about dispelling flies. And this is the mansion after crab, which um we spoke about last time, uh, and and the associations with like flies and us, like translating like Lord of the Flies, um, getting into like kind of how we've seen dog in um in the automatic. Art and automatic writing that we do. Um, the Picatrix also says uh sweet smelling things are used in the the talisman. Um, and and every time I I go and and paint dog, it ends up being like an abundance of plants and flowers and and bones and little objects um, for a dog to be smelling on the ground. Um but I always end up with like a like flowers nearby. Like the last thing the dog maybe <laughs> sniffed was some big flower, uh, which is interesting, like dispelling f- pestilence and then bringing in sweet smelling things. And then, of course, dogs being famous for their sense of smell.
1: Yeah, I get the flower too and I get trails. I get trails, but often the dog's smelling and flowers too. Um, which could just be like kind of symbolic again, just to like emphasize the scent, like, you know. Yeah. Which is like what's used to be um to guide, to guide them. Um, but in terms of like the parallel between like mercury and dogs, you know, there's something about movement here um, that I was thinking about. Um like a lot of time I get air. Er- Can you say that in English? Like errant dogs, like they're mm-hmm. not, they're not like house dogs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. And yeah. They're kind of like stray dogs. Like, yeah.
1: Or just like, yeah. Living on the streets, you know, finding their food. <laughs> yeah. Um, which you need to be clever to do. So there's like a, it's probably one of the place where it is really mercurial. Um, which you know we usually don't do this we look at the the animal associated with the place which often is very different than the the solar placement but here we have this like real mercurial motion quality and the dog also is not like it's not a domesticated dog it's a dog in motion it's a you know it's a skinny dog (laughs) it doesn't get too many treats so it's like using trails and scents to to guide itself and get information and hide bones and whatever else you know
0: yeah Um, move things around like and like it's scent in the sense of like all the details like lots of little like oh what about this what about this so it does i find that this um place does seem to overlap a lot with gemini where you know sometimes you'll find the animal from the pgm or the material from um the other lunar mansion information be kind of disparate a bit like it's like yeah it's kind of like cancer but it's kind of very different where uh or whatever tropical sign but here it's like yeah there's a lot of details there's dogs dogs are you know related with mercury and like um and then there's even and then a lot of movement you know cuz capella the main star in the constellation you find here is origa uh, which is the the charioteer you know and then even the amount of stories like gemini is a really chatty place and if you look at um how all different cultures looked at this particular um asterism there's like oh well it relates to uh Belafron and and that chariot story and it relates to like Aruna, goats and, there
1: was like yeah a, there's a lot of yeah like the chariot or the chariot or the constellation of our that's here whereas like the eclipse is going to be the closest there was like i was reading information and i just went a rabbit hole down a rabbit hole for like two hours which is totally s- symbolic of the actual place um the other thing i wanted to say too, when we talk about the lunar places or when we talk about the lunar zodiac one of the ways that you can inform yourself with with this is by even just paying attention to dogs you know um this eclipse uh happened in in dog place on June ten so like it could come through in in that form too just like <laughs> crossing a dog it could be as simple as that you know a lot of this symbolic of the lunar mention will come through synchronicity or dreams or things like that
0: yeah totally yeah and then um but yeah it's a really there's a, as far as like what we we're saying how you went down like a rabbit hole like a dog goes down a rabbit hole <laughs> you know like yeah I was the, like sniffing uh,
1: for one information and then I went through and it always every time I talk about dogs and Aaron's dog or roaming dogs I think about the book called the secret life of dog which is like A woman who followed, I think that's what it's called, but it's a woman who followed um, different dogs for over like 10 or 15 years just to see what they actually want. And really, um, she discovered that they really are just looking for other dogs. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's really their prime motivation, but also that they covered a lot of territory, like spectacular amount of territory in looking for other other dogs following like scent and trails and stuff like that. So
0: yeah, totally. Yeah, and so, that like that like um I was gonna say like the all the different stories because some asterisms like across cultures and across time would be like, yep, that's always a lion. Everyone saw it that way. But yeah. like this, this area is like it's goats, it's dogs, it's a charioteer, it's like <laughs> it's an arm, it's a it's a it's like a sword, you know, like uh, Yeah.
1: I yeah, it's true. And um some information interesting that i came through uh, with the constellation of orga the charioter, which is actually at um well it starts at 16 gemini to 29 gemini um but anyways in one of the book on fixed stars it's associated when it's with eclipses oh yeah it's fixed stars and judicial astrology from George Noonan, um, he writes, Oregon is one of the most fortunate constellations in the sky, but may still portent to earthquakes if situated, unfortunately, as regard to a solar eclipse, which is exactly um, <laughs> what's happening now. I don't come across that kind of information all the time. I went down a rabbit hole trying to find more info on this.
0: Well, I wouldn't be surprised because it's like four days before the Uranus-Saturn square.
1: Oh, yeah. True, true, true. Yeah, exactly. And also, I guess, you know, somebody making a statement like this in a book is probably, you know, because we could look back, I guess, 2002, because there was a uh, solar eclipse there.
0: Yeah. And then uh, I thought of like a Wayland Jennings line when you said rabbit hole, like, and I think it's in way more blues. He says, uh, <laughs> it's like, it's just like this. You know, because uh, Mercury and the dog and the psychopomp it goes like, he's <laughs> like, if you want to get to heaven, you got to die. You got to put on your coat and die. If you want to get the rabbit out the log, you got to make a cold motion like a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like that's like that's some uh, that's not based on nothing. That's some like country wisdom. You know, if you want to get that rabbit at the log you know you, you got to make like a dog <laughs> <laughs> um
1: also inter- i was kind of thinking about rahu on its own the north node because eclipses happen when there's a lunation that happens close to the nodes um for those of you who don't know this so this um this solar eclipse coming up on june 10th is a new moon but it's it's a new moon that's eclipse, and that's the shadow of the moon you know. Um, projected on the sun basically and it's an annular uh, eclipse so there's gonna be a ring of fire um so a dark void with a ring of fire around and i want to think a little bit about rahu just because um rahu tends to like emphasize things there's sometimes uh, in vedic astrology especially it's associated with like madness (laughs) a little like because it's just the head So, you know, if we're talking about a mercurial placement and then the sun and the moon close to Rahu, um, you know, there's something, there's like this excess mental energy um, already found with Rahu. And now with this mercurial placement, I wonder if it's just like going to be like, well, it's already, we can see it. It's already really present just with the North and North and Gemini. It's like. It's just like there's so much information circulating um keep all your options open yeah <laughs> don't draw any conclusion
0: yeah uh, alternatives and options i was thinking it's it's almost a good time uh to to do some divination but then wait until the uh until later on you know when when mercury is out of shadow to like look at the information from the divination
1: oh yeah that's, um, that's kind of cool
0: but uh there was, what was i just thinking about um oh yeah i was thinking about you know because it is the north it's a north node eclipse and this is like the the head of the dragon and it's increased but like you said in in indian astrology it's rahu who's like you know traditionally or you know the older depictions of rahu are just a head like just like a kind of like uh agitated um insatiable head and then um and it's like a demon head you know and then um Then these I think it's the medieval um, Arabic stuff about Gemini being the exaltation of of Rahu and the proximity of of Rahu um, of, you know, that of Gemini to even though it's in Taurus now the the proximity of Gemini to um, Algol being like the Gorgon's head. And I've been thinking about that for like a few months now. And then when I when we were going through and looking at where this all falls on. And this thing that I was just talking about about uh Zeus using Almathea's face on his aegis, and that's paralleled in Athena using the Gorgon's face on her aegis. I was like, oh, weird. There's there's still more tying these places together. There's like these multiple stars here that that reference, like, okay, just a apotropaic head in the sky. Um, and then like if that has possibly anything to do with why rahu fits there or or and that doesn't mean that rahu does well rahu does well for rahu there you know like that's uh
1: more more and more give me more more, <laughs> more, more. yeah and yeah.
0: creates and that's why we see this like proliferation of stories and this prol- proliferation of like like smelling everything and 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 all and this ha- stuff and
1: rahu has to do with illusion also you know it's like the illusion of materiality um if you go deeper into the like philosophy of the nodes you know it's it's materialization so it's like the illusion of it's the samsara um yeah. and also i just wanted to say we are going to have an eclipse on the gorgon <laughs> or algol at the end of the year we can right. talk about it when we get there but <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> um but yeah so the I don't know. There's something, um, there's something about madness and just like too much information, um, information that you absolutely don't need <laughs> uh, digging for information or information coming in too much information, that like a saturation of information. But the thing with Rahu, which, you know, is the point where the eclipse happened is that he doesn't have a stomach to digest. So there's always taking in more. There's really something about just like, this, you know, and if you think just social media, it's just such a good parallel for the North Node and Gemini. <clears throat> there's just like, there's no, there's no yet standards for how much information is enough information. We can yeah. just like absorb so much information. Um, well,
0: let like dogs, um, you know, if you if you have dogs you'll you'll notice uh, that they tend to just they'll eat or drink water or whatever just till they vomit you know like and they'll
1: (laughs) you (laughs) sometimes they'll reconsume
0: it sometimes they'll leave it or whatever but yeah sometimes they
1: they eat their poop too
0: (laughs) yeah yeah totally but they don't have like a good it's just how they function I was gonna say not a good but it's good for them it's um they that's just how their stomachs work and and the way they deal with it is by eating grass or whatever but it's very much like the drawings we we're getting there's stuff everywhere there's stuff to non there's stuff to smell and they'll just kind of scan the ground eat, eat eat puke it up like move on
1: sniff sniff
0: sniff sniff but it's it's very much like this you know then throw rahu in there and, and it's just more of this dynamic that already kind of exists in this space you know
1: yeah, and I guess we had um, we had eclipses last year, kind of on that border. They were happening in in, in cancer. cancer, but uh, yeah, it's just on the border. It's just on a board of zero cancer. So, um, I guess another interesting thing, not so much about the place itself, but just the fact that the planet ruling this solar eclipse, Mercury, is actually also in Dog mention. So, it just again, kind of. As another <laughs> signification for dot, for, th- for this place, you know. Um, and actually this, I've been kind of pulling hair with other astrologers about this, just the fact that Mercury will be Kazimi, it will be in the heart of the Sun, but actually 14 hours later after the eclipse. So you can see some astrologer interpreting this eclipse as being like, oh, Mercury is being reborn. You know, in the yeah, in the circle of fire of the eclipse, but it's actually combust at the time of the eclipse. So the planet ruling this eclipse is actually combust. And you know, we don't need to go too much into that if you don't want to. But I think no, I think it's
0: it's cool because it's like it's also in rulership and it's combust. It's like it's so mercurial. It's like it's good, it's bad, it's good and bad. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, Yeah, a very contradictory. And I actually was like on Facebook, and I asked like, like all the astrologers on there. I was like, "What do you guys think of? What do you guys think of this like Mercury Kazimi on the day of the eclipse?" You know, and it was very polarized, like in terms of people. Some people thought yeah. it, were, it was good. I was like, "Oh, it's like Mercury's consulting, but he's consulting with a mad king," you know, because the king is being eclipsed.
0: <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, but sometimes you have to uh, consult with the mad King, you know, I think like it rings really, I mean, you want to like kind of tone down or not engage with like your, maybe if you have like a goetic practice, like, it's like, you're not necessarily going to like be diving in during eclipse, uh, time until we figure out the best way to do that. But, uh, but maybe it's more of a remediation mode, but, um, but it is, it does like remind of the type of work you do when you do, Goetic type magic or people who are engaged with like kinds of witchcraft or kinds of shamanism where you are kind of like tangoing with some uh like heavy, kind of dangerous spirits sometimes, uh and like kind of you know, the way the in the the myths too, like in the myths of 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 Zeus and Athena wearing the Aegis to go up against the Titans, you know, they were trying they're going against like the prime, the primal like forces of nature, maybe not like even like uh like maybe like physics is more what they're talking about you know like the like like gravity and things like that but um you tango with these these spirits or these entities that that um sometimes are kind of like a mad king but that's the only way to go you know but uh on that note it made me think of also how there's this you know the eclipse whether you look at it, it tropically or Lunar zodiac, there's this proliferation of of um, information and communication, like too much communication. But if you look at where Mars is at the beginning of the month, it's in Horse Mansion, and then not until the end of the month does Mars and you know we're talk- I'm just looking at the night sect. Like then Mars moves out of Horse Mansion and or Horse shape or whatever, and then Venus moves into horse shape as mars moves into she-goat so there's a weird parallel there too with the game stars tele- and a game
1: of telephone
0: yeah a game of telephone but it's also like that's um totally a game of telephone but it's all like a relay but it's also where in the Grimorium Verum, where you if you lay that out that's where you'd find skirlin who's the um the spirit who is kind of the operator at the switchboard who brings in all the others brings in all the other spirits and when you're like well what does that have to do with horse and you cross reference back like uh, horses don't exist as directly in that. um, That kind of like Dionysian uh, Hellenistic syncretic kind of um, like. You know egyptian out like at thebes or alexandria at the time um horses are were considered something that came from elsewhere they came from the with the indo-europeans they came across from um sumeria and like you know the babylonian direction so they're related to other deities like inanna or things that got like kind of um so they represent this foreignness and this new cultural influence coming in as all these strangers come in and so also this,
1: movement again yeah movement
0: again yeah totally yeah. i
1: just, just thought that specify... was an interesting
0: like like you know rule of 3 when you're like
1: yeah, yeah, oh this yeah. this
0: is all about communication all this influx of information and then you're like all right well what are what's the rest of the night sect up to is there any other important ingresses and and there's a lot of stress on on horse mansion yeah and just
1: to, month. to specify horse is between 25 cancer and eight leo so when we say horse place like mars will be in horse mansion is between 25 cancer and eight leo um
0: which is which lunar mansion is that like in, that's the 10th the te- yeah it's the 10th and so that's al Jaba, the brow
1: yeah and um also the charioter that's associated with the constellation where the solar eclipse happens, you know, um, there's a lot of like forward motion, but it's, it's a lot of, yeah, it's almost like if you see a chariot and whoever's driving it has like a, a thousand beasts going, propulsing it forward, <laughs> you know, Yeah. instead of just like one direction, it's like, it's there's a lot of movement. It we're definitely not, uh, last year, you know, we're really changing track now. Um, and that's going to well, become even more obvious when we hit the full moon, uh, at the end of June because it's going to be the first uh full moon in the on this axis, Capricorn Cancer axis, that is not an eclipse.
0: Yeah, totally. But there, it is interesting though that last there's like all this reflection too. whether you look. Uh, solar or lunar like back last year there is the uh solstice summer solstice eclipse um in wolf shape and then this year it's in dog and that's like a really uh evocative section of of the sky as you know you get from the egyptian perspective you get the two the dog and the wolf or the jackal and the dog or the jackal and the wolf it's so you'll see it um interpreted different ways but you get um and then uh, anubis you know right next to each other you know as by listing like dog wolf and then you know if you hop over to the greek interpretation you get like the multiple headed dog cerberus but then if you look at the sky that's you get like the old colloquial place of of the dog stars you know and um, which bring in the dog days of the summer and and in each of these traditions it's like the dogs preside over the crossing of these uh, rivers into the underworld crossing into the underworld space or leading through the duat or whatever and and this is where you get like the um the heliacal rising of sirius like used to be the flood of the nile in ancient egypt and and um yeah this like this dog days of summer beginning this moving in across the gates of incarnation and and all this stuff there you know so it it it, it does harken back to next year is putting a stress on this kind of like Next year um, or last year? Cr- I mean last year, this like stress <laughs> of like cr- crossing, but it's kind of going backwards, and you're getting all this like backwards and forwards reference. How like Origa also was referred to as the goats, and it's the place of the she goat, but then like a couple shapes down is like the she goat, and then there's a lot of kind of like um back and forth tension, which is perfect for, for this, like all the mercurial activity
1: yeah i mean we're crossing the solstice gates you know um this is like a really important point so there's like a lot of motion but if we you know if we think back in the last couple episodes we did we were talking a lot about purging and and things kind of getting rid of and making space and i feel like this particular eclipse might be a lot more like input it might be a lot more of things incoming as opposed to outgoing just not just because of the nature of the north node but just because of the nature of the time and the season and the um, solstitial gates um totally crossing definitely incarnating yeah a lot of new sort of elements coming into but um maybe an overwhelming amount (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know like yeah, what? Wait, no. right, go ahead. I was just gonna say, what does a dog do if there's? Like I think of the dog that I take care of, Sally. She's just like, if I take her on the street and she just loves garbage so much and she she's like a maniac. She just like, she moves from one garbage pile to the other and just everywhere. And she's so scared of like missing one little yeah. piece of garbage. And so it's just like this crazy mad dance, like zigzagging through the street, trying totally. to find the next piece of garbage, you know?
0: Yeah, I have one of these dogs too. And then, <laughs> Yeah, and I was thinking about that as far as remediation from the kind of perspective that we use, which use PGM and is uh, lunar and so possibly like Hecate as a deity of gates and of liminality and dogs and she's also a psychopomp you know she's known to uh, she who can hold Cerberus and chains or you know wild dogs are friendly to her and if this is an eclipse of like excess dog energy. Um, She's not, across all accounts, she's probably a good deity to call on, but, um, you know, she's known to make people's lives more difficult rather than easier because it's like an initiatory goddess, you know, but I think on a very simple level, level, especially if you already have like a relationship with with Hecate, like offerings, um, a little bit of a supper, keep it really simple and mellow. Um, and just, you know, just like a couple candles and eggs some honey at a crossroads or something, because this proliferation of of optionality and alternatives and new influx of information is like the proliferation of of the roads forking in front of you. It's just like almost like when you have um, you do a bunch of road opening work and then you have way too many options and you're like, well, now, what do I do? Um, so just kind of a little like a little very mellow kind of um offering. Very mellow. <laughs> you know it's because you're not doing magic you're just doing remediation you're like hey hecate this this is clearly a time that's loaded with your significations um go easy on me uh like you know help me help to hold the dog in, in at bay and and help me to Chew, like guide me down the forking roads. Help um, me to
1: chew. Help me is to chew. Right? Help me. No, I didn't
0: choose, not chew. But help, but yeah, maybe help me to chew. Definitely improve my sense of smell. You know? Uh
1: help which me, is help interesting. Me to chew this this life.
0: Yeah. Right. This
1: bone that life has thrown yeah, me. Yeah, help me
0: chew the bone of life. But uh but <laughs> like uh but how like smell can be helpful in remote viewing as like Uh, if that's the feedback how um, smell also improves tracking skills and then in the the syncretized eshu from kumbanda to uh to the the shape of dog is uh, eshu voludo, like eshu of the animal hide or the shaggy eshu who's a messenger of the hunter god uh, sometimes called velvet night or just velvet. So like the. That coat- sounds
1: very sexy. Yeah. <laughs> so just like the, co-
0: the coat of a dog. Well, my, I have one of those who's like soft, <laughs> uh, short hair dog. Uh, but, but yeah, so, I mean, there's, there's something to this, like improve by improving your sense of smell and your ability to track and to sense that as the roads fork before you, um, you can, you're, you can be better at choosing which way is the right way to go down how to like make sound decisions while things are overly turbulent and and making sure that there's like not beasts running around uh you know snapping and biting and stuff. so
1: I love that image though of the all the roads forking ahead of you. it's a really good image for this for this yeah
0: place. especially yeah,
1: so- just like yeah this place considering everything else that's going on there and Jupiter and Pisces, which is also opening a lot of new things.
0: Yeah, flooding. Yeah. So like I would like, if you were going to call upon Hecate here, I would, I would just like, I wouldn't pick any aggressive or or um really magic heavy invocation, just like something really simple. Um, and then just kind of be like, here's some offerings, you know, help like just be be by my side, you know, look out for me and help me with my dogs. Um
1: or my horses, bring me some. Or my horses.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um (laughs) Uh,
1: yeah, that's what happens to me.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I always always get horses. <laughs> um, do you want to move to the full moon?
0: Yes. Yeah, that was kind of the last thing to say. And it it segues perfectly because, you know, um, this is the full moon at the um it's at three degrees and 28 minutes of Capricorn. Um, and so it's the end of eclipse season and it's at this uh the other setial gate. So this is at the you know well ha- it's on the 24th of june so it's just uh, a few days after solstice so we have the the eclipse at dog at the you know right before the rivers of of into the other world and the sun crosses the the gate of incarnation and then um, a couple of days later we get this uh this moon filling up in in the gate of excarnation and Do a I reference want to talk on
1: this a little bit just just in case some people don't know
0: the incarnation excarnation.
1: Yeah, just like briefly.
0: Yeah, it's just, um, you'll see through, well, I mean, one is like Sothis and the flooding of the Nile and that's when that star would would be the uh, heliacal rising star. And and then, so there is that natural phenomenon that people might've looked at in antiquity um, and be like, well, this is where it all begins and the world is born. You know, like when you look in the theme of Mundi and cancer is the first sign, um, that's why. And then there's a collection of myths through the mysteries and through regular, uh, Greek religion, uh, syncretic religion of which later gets filters into the mithraism and, and you see, uh, Kautes and catapates the torch bearers and one holding their torch up the other, holding their torch down. And this idea of like where the Milky way and the ecliptic crosses, um, being at the solstice summer and winter solstice and at summer solstice beings come from the heavens from the other world into this world and then at um winter solstice they they leave this world through the crossing of the celestial rivers like the the milky way and the ecliptic and then the other invisible rivers that that, you know the sticks and etc um as like the underworld and, and the roof of the sky are like the firmament of the underworld are like synonymous in this way uh it's not it's a circular and spherical model of, of reality rather than just like stacked spheres that you get later in neoplatonism
1: so we we could call well yeah I, I called them the celestial gates yeah uh, and I guess this would be um you know summer solstice is um I guess the gates of men that are called because it's the gates of incarnation but this particular full moon happens um you know, at 3 degree capricorn which is really close to the gates of the gods which is you know um where the souls return or exit from earthly realms uh so there's this kind of yeah interesting interplay between you know summer solstice happening and then this full moon um culminating
0: yeah totally and it's it's hard to talk about this shape without talking a little bit about the shapes before it, because this is in the Greek Magical Papyri and the Prayer of Many. This would fall on Virgin, and but the thing about Virgin is it's um, one of it's the first of the last seven shapes, um, and so before Virgin, kind of as a lead up, you get um, <clears throat> mouse, deer, dragonus, Virgin, and then uh, torch, um, lightning, garland. Harold, Swan, Child, and Key. And so the last seven, the the first tw- the 21 first shapes are animals, and the last seven are cult objects of Hecate associated with Hecate. In the so PGM. there's the in the PGM. But then in other lists, you'll see the last seven shapes are are have longer, more obscure, and more um metaphysical or or names you know like the luckiest of the lucky or the lucky one of the i think that's what it is in in the picatrix uh for let's see here the
1: lucky one of the slaughterers yeah slaughterers it's interesting if you think that it's the gate of the gods and the where the soul exits and totally like name lucky one of the slaughterers. um
0: and the image of it is a man with wings on his feet wearing a helmet so mercury (laughs)
1: interesting so, so there's yeah, more well, of this
0: like, connection yeah. back to the other lunation and you know
1: what well, mercury i mean if he's like has the psychopomp function he was totally. guiding the souls out um this particular full moon in capricorn which falls in virgin um just to specify virgin falls between zero degree capricorn and 12 degree capricorn so that's the place we um, attribute to virgin um, that's going to be the first lunation here that is not an eclipse uh in the last two years. So it's gonna be I think really different in comparison to like what was going on on these axes for the last two years um so it's just a full moon, you know, it's a full moon and <clears throat> it's really well aspected with Jupiter. So there's really like this culmination process, maybe of, you know, um, Combination process, but if we if we think in terms of virgin, it's an initiation process also.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I mean the initiation being like, like that's why I went back that far because you get mouse, which is probably related to Apollo, deer related to Artemis. Their siblings, they both have this uh, stick role we talked about last month. You know, like in and out of the city, what comes from afar and like, you know, the perimeter of the city rather than within the city. And then Dragonus, which, uh, sometimes you'll see as multi-form, but in the Picatrix that mansion is, uh, is called the city. And so this kind of like, um, the dynamics of in and out of the city, then the city itself, which is kind of like the monstrous, uh, like sprawling metropolis. Um, but that's where you go for initiation. And that's also, um the degree of winter solstice so that's you know it's starting to be winter um things are starting to happen indoors and and even in pre-civilized world like in caves you're going underground inside into the labyrinth and then these initiation um there's sequences begin
1: yeah there's something really sober about this place that comes through with for me like in the drawings and everything there's something very sober in comparison to like dragoness for example like the city <laughs> um, yeah
0: there, when I think it's you like Dragonist to, is like, wait, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, when you get to Virgin, it's it's like, woo, you know, there's just like this kind of um, focusing in clarity, but, or like, um, how do you say? Solemn. It's very solemn. There's something kind of like observant and preparatory.
0: Yeah, totally. I, you know, it's totally preparatory. And I, I mean, and that jives with it being cal- Capricorn, but it's it's in the sequence from the PGM. I think what you're kind of talking about is ritual purification and preparation and preparing the temple space. And uh, you know, as you go, like it's like, well, here's the dragoness, here's the multiform city itself, you know, um, and then that butts up against the Axis Mundi and then you you enter the the center space and and you're in the you're in the eye of the the initiatory storm and then um as you go to the altar and enter initiation and enter the labyrinth of of an of the mysteries um you clean yourself you become pure you return to a pure state um it's it's totally getting ready to go through the the sequence that follows
1: and um just, uh, just to kind of have more perspective on this place in terms of like what's been going on like here, we had a solar eclipse exactly here. Well, at four degree Capricorn, just one degree away in 2019, at the end of 2019. Um, so we had a solar eclipse there. And I feel like in a lot of ways at that time, there was a lot of building up to all the, saturn pluto and capricorn like what was going to transpire (laughs) in you know in the last year um and now i feel like the full moon is kind of maybe illuminating this process as opposed to like oh we're entering in the darkness we're not sure what awaits us what kind of initiation i feel like this full moon is more like illuminating this process you know
0: yeah like (laughs) yeah totally back what we were initiated into and what structures got built out of that initiation and then what we're initiating ourselves into f- by next winter like i feel like the significance of because we always get a capricorn full moon and if you, you get it here in virgin i think partly the significance is um because it comes in the summer is like now with most light while you're outside and you know in the northern hemisphere and the weather is nice, and you have time to build, you can build your temple for the ritual activity that you're going to partake in um,
1: by by winter time. There's a type of surrender and acceptance to what is, you know? Uh, That's like typical Capricorn, but even more so here with Virgin, it's like uh, this is kind of like the higher purpose and the work, you know? Yeah. and that's illuminated, and it's kind of stoic in a way, but not stoic in a stern, dry Saturnian way, it's stoic in a, like, like service-oriented way, maybe, or, like, service to yourself, even, you know, service to yourself for the the purpose of development, or knowledge, or something like that.
0: Well, yeah, it's, like, the lucky one of the slaughterers, so it's, like, there's a lot of uh, people who want to be initiated but not everyone's going to go through the whole process you know
1: yeah yeah totally um also yeah Jupiter is um is really supportive to this um this full moon is like I guess one degree away sextile um in Harold's One, which I really like I like that place so it's almost like I don't know. I feel like we're better equipped now. And by the end of June, even though if you listen to the astrology forecast and like all the, you know, Saturn, you're in a square and then Mars entering and it's going to be all very tense. I think there's a lot of really fluid aspect and there's a sort of coming to term with what transpired in the last year and, and a half or so. And that's the initiation. You know, it's like, okay, this is actually where we stand now instead of being like when are we going back to normal or why is this happening or what 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 the hell is happening you know
0: there's yeah. kind of yeah. this
1: sobering um acceptance of like okay now this is this is where we're moving you know
0: yeah totally and I think with jupiter up ahead in herald swand um and you know virgin being the beginning of this more initiatory ex- like sequence um coming after the eclipse and dog like this proliferate like, kind of just laid out there's like a proliferation of of information and sensory information and forking pathways and we might need to help uh ask for help and guidance through that then there's the solstice and we we cross over you know a lot of times you can just ignore that the solstice is happening but just like magically at that point then we we cross over the gate of incarnation there's there's rebirth then there's this um kind of like assigning yourself you know dedicating yourself to the to the further development and initiatory process but jupiter says oh here's a bunch of coherence from a future stage of your initiation that says like everything will be okay like as you're descending into the labyrinth there's this like little window that that shows you sort of emerging out of it uh rather than it just being this dark scary (laughs) um uh process you know because garland is really difficult but then Harold's one frees you from garland i think we talked about that last time but um
1: did we oh, i can't remember but saturn yeah saturn which rules this full moon is in garland so it, it's which is you know it's at 12 aquarius so garland place um which is a very kind of stuck thing which is an underlying also an underlying sort of narrative that we've experienced you know even yeah. though everything is opening up, uh, well, I know in the U S here, it is a little bit, I don't think we're done for this year yet. So
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, not. There's, there's more, there's more there's waiting. Prom-
1: promises to come. And this is might be also just this sort of, like you said, initiation into the labyrinth, but very well equipped at this time and, yeah. and more knowledgeable and more ready and sort of more detached too, because for like, um, initiation like this you have to be detached you know
0: yeah yeah and then you know this is like the grimoire and spirit here um seagal is said to um make prodigies and monsters and chimeras appear and so it kind of harkens back to the multi-form and the dragoness and kind of the uh the mother of abominations like the echidna and such and then the the issue that's syncretized to Segal is issue uh, Giramundo, the world turner, the world twister. So this is another one of the the twenty second um, lunar mansion. When you look across to the other stuff, it's it's like oh yeah, this is definitely matching up across these traditions that seem to be talking about lunar twenty eight lunar places. But the Picatrix talisman is for binding tongues to prevent evil talk, and this made me think about like that this is sort of the anchor after um a rahu gemini dog uh, like like uh solar eclipse where there's this proliferation of 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 Silver talk thought. and communication yeah. and thoughts and and that like so um you know if if hecate is venerated around the eclipse and then um, you might
1: find the entrance to the labyrinth <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: but you can. And, but Mercury's also retrograde conjunct the eclipse, and then the kazimi is going to happen 14 hours later. And those are all good times to get get mess like all of the above is good times to um catch some messages from the underworld, whether that's from the dead. You're talking about Warbur.
1: June 10th, right?
0: Yeah, June yeah. 10th, and then but there's but since it's so Rahu, it's like almost like you get as much noise as signal. Um, and oh, my then, God,
1: you're so rahu. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you're so. Rah- <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, but then, like you uh, you can like harvest all of this stuff like you know, i would I would say just like venerate, you know, remediate and just listen, like do a little just like scrying or open listening type divination, not anything pushy and hear what kind of like whispers come through during vision or trance or dream or or what automatic writing or whatever collect that information and then at this point you know as this has this like narrowing effect and this grounding effect and this like kind of being able to bind uh evil talk you know by um and keep fugitives safe and all these things you might be able to like understand by by this full moon um, while well, the moon illuminates this territory like what of that information kind of makes sense for preparing for six months from now and what if it was just like randomized data just a bunch of like psycho babble
1: yeah because um, you're like oh yeah you're like oh you can kind of appeal to Hecate, like on this solar eclipse or you know just like very lightly don't be too pushy but that's like one of the significators of Rahu, you know? Yeah. So the, the tendency might be actually, you know, that's kind of caution here. The tendency might be like, oh shit, there was three birds. What does that mean? Oh no, I saw like five keys on the floor. What does that mean? And you're totally. like driving yourself crazy with that, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you want her to help you filter, but then this is sort of probably, this is maybe where I'd, start looking for like the readout to make more sense
1: yeah on the Um, second
0: on the full moon in Capricorn
1: yeah I love that image so like we have June 10, like all the roads forking ahead like a million roads sort of appearing ahead and then you know by the time the full moon arrives you kind of find the entrance door to where you're heading you know and kind of like take a breath and
0: and it's the excarnation so all of the kind of just like the it's all the kind of like random um malefic spirits like can can uh it's like the door opens and they can leave at this point it's like okay like the extra stuff can leave at the gate of excarnation um and so you can kind of see what's real yeah I like that and also like th- there's oncoming light because you know virgin probably is like probably referring to um probably like a little bit back to Artemis and and you know, um as like the kind of sacred virgin, and then a, a bit of like uh definitely Hestia, Hestia, and like the Vestal virgins who keep the the flame of the altar in in like you know religious spaces. Lit the next and like,
1: place, yeah. The next place yeah. is torch. So yeah, exactly. After virgin, yeah.
0: So it's like that's where we get vespers. You know, like the Vestal virgins and. And this association with like virgins being the ones who keep the the flame going and and then the flame being what leads you further, you're able to see further into the labyrinth. And it's like the flame, it's the torch that Hecate bears, you know? So uh, we're not quite to the torch section yet, but just knowing that like you're kind of getting set up, getting clean, cleaning your space, cleaning yourself, purifying yourself, like getting, prepared for like a longer trajectory
1: yeah it's an interesting culmination point like just the f- this first yeah this first uh lunation on the cancer capricorn that is not eclipse and it's a beautiful sort of transitional season this year just the sun moving into uh cancer and trining jupiter and pisces which you know really beautiful and then uh, that full moon that is just a full moon it's not an eclipse um you know we're on we're on the other side of something um there's still many roads forking but yeah
0: yeah yeah and then it's, it's like what you know this lunation and earth sign and then like what you're saying before people are like kind of like all right well when are we going to go back to normal and then realizing that's not really happening and like there's there's other stuff down the road but then we do get then the upcoming, you know, in the fall, like the um, there'll be a north node eclipse in uh, Taurus. So we there is this kind of like, okay, what's the plan? What's the pattern? What groove are we going to get into? How are we going to start like making things for real, like actually doing things that are physical. Um, And I feel like there will be a little bit of a reflection of that here, or at least a, a moment possible to, to be reflective on on a on how you want to prepare things. I always think it's a good time also, you know, this full moon in, in Virgin to begin construction on your, uh, your, the visionary construct of, of your temple for which you operate in vision, you know, just
1: regular stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a good place to end.
0: Yeah, I yeah. Don't, okay. I don't have
1: anything left to say.
0: Yeah, surprisingly, the dogs were all well behaved.
1: But... I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just wait until the yeah, June 10th to see if they're well behaved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. yeah. Yeah, keep your dogs like keep your dogs uh tethered. <laughs>
1: Metaphorical ones. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and literal. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, we're gonna do this every 28 days so yeah next next month there's some interesting stuff next month i was kind of peeking ahead there's like the venus mars uh conjunction in leo which i was kind of excited to talk about later all right talk to you then okay ciao Thank you for listening to Liminal Light. You can find me at atavisceral.com, A-T-A-V-I-S-C-E-R-A-L.com, where I post forecasts and articles and offer astrological and divinatory services. For more discussions on the moon, go to lunarzodiac.com and sign up for our mailing list to find out about lectures, workshops, dreaming groups, events, appearances, publications, and whatever else now that the show is back on track there's a bunch more guests lined up to discuss what is going on in the sublunar realm we'll see you there Thank you.